Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Success Harbor Podcast with George Mazaros, where it's all about making success happen for you. Hi, everyone. This is George Mazaros with Success Harbor, and I have Joseph Nalevansky with me. Joseph is the CEO and co-founder of Image Cloud. Image Cloud simplifies the process of owning a property photography business. The platform helps photographers with a wide range of tasks from interacting with their clients to bringing suppliers on board. Joseph has 17 years experience in photography production, beginning in the dot-com boom of the 90s. Over the years, Joseph had worked with clients such as Disney, Fox Sports, NBC, Discovery, VH1, and ESPN. I'm very excited to have Joseph on Success Harbor today. Welcome. Thank you, George. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Uh, let's talk about what you were doing before starting Image Cloud. Yeah, I started, uh, I've been a photographer, or been involved in the photography field my entire career. Um, I started, uh, at least in the business world, in the dot com boom in San Francisco, uh, managing studios and digital output to the various web channels at the time. So uh, when the web, when the dot com boom was going on, and every single every single storefront had different uh, schematics of how they wanted uh, products delivered and et cetera, there was no one format, um, and it was a, a very challenging time and, and 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 fantastic to be involved in that. But when the dot com boom uh, ended, um, it wasn't really a place I wanted to spend the rest of my uh, career at that time. So. I went back to Los Angeles and uh, and modified what I was doing and started working in television and film um, and film production. And I spent the, the majority of my career there uh, before coming to Australia. And have you started any other businesses prior to Image Cloud? Yeah, I've started production businesses in the past, um, uh, uh, television and, and, and film production uh, back in Los Angeles. And did you sell those, or did you just shut them down uh, when you started Image Cloud? Uh, various, you know, I've 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 sold uh, two businesses and I've shut one business down uh, in the in the period of time uh, up to leading up to starting Image Cloud. So, how did you get the idea for Image Cloud? Well, f- photographers on the whole um, are, are quite poor at business, and they're and, and being the you know, the entrepreneur that I am, I saw that there was quite uh, a, a big bridge to gap for photographers to scale their business and and, and grow. Um, there's a lot of complexities in the digital workflow now that have been brought about since we've gotten rid of things like film and 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 digital and photo labs to take care of uh, processing of imagery. Um, so by, by looking at kind of the workflow that was happening digitally, there was a big hole in the market for a platform to actually process all your images with a supply chain based around your client's needs. Um, and so it, 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 it grew organically. It, my, my, I convinced someone to start this business with me. And at first, we, we built the platform for ourselves. And we started showing it to friends. And they said, oh, I want that, or I could use that, and I could use that. And it's it's taken off from there. Um, we, we, we started a software business um, uh, <laughs> not by default, actually. Uh, it, it happened and grew organically from that. So you uh, started Image Cloud in 2013, right? That's correct. And uh, 
how did you test the market? You mentioned that you talked to some friends, uh, other photographers, but have you done more to kind of test the market? We did a lot of market research in terms of what was in terms of what was out there for digital asset management systems uh, that are also SaaS software. So um, it, it, in this marketplace with with SaaS software that actually runs photographers' businesses. You can put together uh, various dam systems um, and then do everything outside of the dam system for communication and SaaS procedures like invoicing, client communication, et cetera. So you can, you can hodgepodge together various items to make a system for yourself. But there wasn't a system out there that did everything within one platform. All of your communication with your your outsourcing, your retouching, um, the the items that are needed to, to be made for your end clients, um, your your invoicing obviously, and, and all the communication that happens throughout the day with with all of those all of those uh, touch points. So uh, we found that in, in as we investigated the software, people were spending a lot of money and a lot of time on multiple systems. And there wasn't one system actually that could just do everything for them and let them grow their business. And so that was the that was the the original um, mandate for us. And it, and when we first started it, it was well, how do we how do we grow our businesses <laughs> as photographers? Um, and so a, a lot of the experience that went into the software is what we saw that we needed in our business. Um, if, if that answers your question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why? Why property photography? So property photography is is unique in the sense that it 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 is it is one of the industries where you actually still need a manual touch on imagery before it's delivered to the end client. So there's a lot of automation now in Photoshop, and there's a lot of computer automation that can happen uh, with scripts and et cetera. Um, but property photography and the high level of property photography uh, in terms of quality still needs manual labor to it. There still needs to be a, um, someone sitting in front of a computer to do that. Um, it's a very fast-growing industry. It's at its infancy compared to things like weddings and portraiture and et cetera. Um, how, many, how many of these photographers are out there approximately? I mean, are you thinking globally now? Uh, is this absolutely. So the platform is going global um, the globalization of the platform is happening right now. We have beta testers that are using the software currently around the world, but in terms of being able to use the software successfully with a supply chain, uh, that'll that'll happen in January. Uh, mm-hmm. of so okay. th- there's thousands upon thousands of photographers uh, around the world. Now we we started in property because property was one place that there was a real niche in the market for a system like this. Uh, as we develop the system, the the system itself as a development platform for retouching, delivery, and et cetera, it's, it's agnostic to the vertical. So we haven't developed the, the, the product just to be around property. So as we move globally, as we move into other markets, you will see Image Cloud expand its services to, to other items that need a human touch um, in, in retouching. You, you, you can't... You can't have Can you give us an example? Like I'm not a photographer, so yeah. uh, without being too technical, <laughs> can you give us an idea? Because I mean, to me, it seems like you know you take the photos and you get all these fancy cameras now, and you know you upload it uh, to whoever needs it or whatever. Maybe add some text. I don't know, but yeah. what is it that what's the manual part of it? 
So the manual part of, of, of any work in, in photography, yes, the, the cameras are great these days. They make our workflow better. But it hasn't really changed too much the end product for a commercial use. So, you know, a, a lot of times, especially in property, you'll have multiple images that you'll take to, to get one single image at the end of that. And those images need to be blended uh, manually. You actually need to sit there and, and draw out the skies, draw out the windows, um, do your highlights, and then merge multiple images to make one image. So if you look at what, uh, what, what the market demands to sell a house, for instance, that's you know half a million dollars or a million dollars, it demands a complete clarity in, in a photograph. Um, photographers are charging you know, two, three, four, five hundred dollars for a photo shoot to help someone sell their house. That image needs to be uh, a really high quality image, and the market demands that that's a that's a that's a um, a blended image that you can see outside and you can see inside. Uh, and that was the best place to really start this software uh, was putting a supply chain into the system that that allowed people to grow their business. So a photographer, for instance, in this vertical. They may have 50, 60, may have five, whatever. Um, they go out and do five, ten jobs a day. Uh, when they come home, that should be the end of their work, right? They should be with their family, they should be with their kids, um, and they shouldn't think about anything except the next day and preparing for the next day. But historically what's gone on in this industry is that unless you worked for a large company or maybe you were part of a, of a system, you – you spent the entire night retouching your images so your clients could have them the next day. So you were doing two shifts a day, everyone across the board. Um, when you start to offshore your imagery to uh, places such as Southeast Asia or the subcontinent, it allows you to do a lot more work during the day, uh, wake up the next day, and keep doing the work and not worry about uh, the quality of the imagery that's going back to your clients, if that answers your question. Yeah, and, and how did you decide, because I don't know if there's a right or a wrong answer to this yeah. or a wrong way to do it, but how did you decide to go deep instead of wide? And so to focusing on this vertical as opposed to, you know, try all these different verticals and then this, see which one sticks. Correct. So a lot of that is, a lot of that is about the supply chain and the, and, the, and the need in the market right now. So we saw an immediate need right first in Australia that this was a, this was a booming business uh, property photography in Australia and New Zealand and the UK. And uh, it's just growing in places like the States. It's, just, it's at its infancy. Um, that the most important part of this software, beyond the automation, beyond the communication, and beyond even the, the user experience, was a stable supply chain. And um, it's different. You know, if you look at platforms like that, like Freelancer, um, uh, things like that where there's just thousands of people on there waiting to take your work and it's a, you, you, you throw your hat and you throw your project into the pool. It's a gamble, right? Gamble, right? So what we do is we, 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 we painstakingly take the process of bringing on suppliers that can meet the needs of our clients and we have them sign SLAs. Those service level agreements come into the system and they meet those SLAs or they're not allowed to be part of the system. Um, so we find that the software right now, inadvertently, even in this one vertical, even in this one country, employs up to 200 people around the world. Um, and, that, and so it takes a while to format that, that, that correctly. 
So as we see the software growing, as we move into other verticals, which we are now, that supply chain is the most important part and making sure it's, it's sustainable. And so Image Cloud is, and as you talk, I, I get to understand the, the platform more. So it's, it's more than just software. There is actually real people behind it, uh, you know, uh, these contractors, or I'm, I'm not sure what the relationship is, that, that do the, the retouching or whatever they do with the images. Correct. Yeah, so, the, so, the, so the supply chain in there, the supply chain that's, that's, that's within the software are, are people that have either come to us or we've sourced them. Um, and a, a lot of times they're entrepreneurs as well. They're people that have started a business or they're part of a larger business and they want to bring their product into the platform. Uh, we don't take anything from our suppliers um, uh, financially. It, there's, there's, there's not enough margin in this industry for the end user for that. So what we demand from our suppliers is they uphold their SLA, that they deliver our members uh, a really high quality product based upon the price point that's in the system. So if a photographer, for instance, is going on a, on a, on a budget job and needs to get an image done for a dollar, they can do that in our system. If a photographer um, has some more budget to play with and they want to get a, a higher quality image, they can do that for three, four, five dollars. It, it, it's, it's their it's their choice. They can get you know videos uh, edited. They can get microsites built. Um, so there's more than just retouching within the system. The suppliers and we bring suppliers on that can that can bring product to help our photographers um, uh, build their business. And then, so the suppliers are reviewed, or are they pre-screened? Uh, because I mean, uh, that's the big value uh, proposition there, right? Yeah, yeah. So the suppliers are pre-screened. We spend each supplier that comes on to the system. It, it takes usually between three to four months uh, to, to properly screen them to get them to, um, to to get their quality to the level uh, to where we need them to be, and to get their uh, their service level correct to be in the system. So, you know, photographers, certainly uh, in our system, they demand their images are returned to them, you know, no longer than 12 hours. They demand that communication happens in X period of time. Um, they demand that there's people still in, when they choose a supplier, they want to know if there's a problem with that image, that they can get a redo done within an hour or two. Um, and so all these things have to be taken into account uh, before a supplier comes on board. Luckily, from what we've seen with our supply chain, some people had a lot of this built into their business already and they were doing it quite successfully. And the others realized they had to get there before they came on board into the system. So, you know, we, we've seen, as we've seen incredible growth with our members in their business, we've also seen incredible growth with our suppliers in our business as well. Um, it's, it's quite nice. I mean, essentially you're a marketplace and those are hard to build. Uh, you know, because most businesses we worry about selling something, uh, but you have to bring the buyers and sellers together. Was that a, an extra, or or do you find that in a, as an extra major challenge? I, I I find what I find the challenge with with um, on the supply side is that because this is a new business model, <laughs> that suppliers on the whole. Um, tended to uh, only want to have themselves in there and not see the value of having other suppliers in the supply chain. <laughs> mm -hmm. And yeah. convincing that, that, that 
that so that word of mouth is uh, that could be a challenge. Really, it's really important, right? So, but for us building the software, we want our members to have choice. Okay, so we want our members to be able to choose a supplier based upon the way they like. They do. They may do one thing different than another supplier does. Uh, they may have a client that demands something just a little bit different, and they'll pick a supplier based upon that. Um, and and when I, when I speak with my suppliers, it's Hey, listen. It's it's your job to keep your 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 clients happy by you know altering maybe the things that you do for them. So we can we can we can do things in the software from an administration point of view, making sure they're meeting their SLAs, making sure that their jobs are turned around on time, um, all that type of stuff. We can do that digitally here in an administrative way. But uh, you know the photographers as well share their knowledge. So the the software, and I'll, we'll have a blog coming out in the next couple days about it, but the, soft, the, the, the photographers can then uh, go in, when they have a job in front of them, they can rate the supplier based upon quality, speed, uh, four or five different things, uh, value. And that information is then shared with everyone within the software uh, about what they like or don't like about a supplier. So when a new photographer comes on board, they can go and look at those values within the system, read the SLA, and decide who they want to use. Um, so the more social we can make the, the, the software, the more successful we'll be at, at being transparent about that information. I, I really like uh, this kind of business model because, you know, there are software companies that are pure, you know, 100% software. And, you know, those are, I think, I always get a feeling those are very easy to compete against because, you know, you just code something and then you put it online and then see if you're better at marketing. But with your model, it's a lot harder to copy and try to knock off because all that work that goes in to get the suppliers and evaluate them and, and everything else that goes in it, that's, that's, that's hard to do. It's, it's, it's full-time. And so we yeah. have suppliers coming out of the woodwork that want to be part of the system. We have um, it, it, the, the supply chain part of the, the, the process for us. We have someone here that just deals with suppliers. And um, it's 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 challenging. It's complicated. It's a complicated <laughs> thing. And and you hear it when it comes to entrepreneurship is to to choose complicated things, you know. And yeah. and it's like it's not very sexy, not appealing, and you can't automate the heck out of it, especially you know, especially in the beginning. But uh, but it's also it, it also helps you be more competitive. Well, I'll, I'll tell you the the, the thing that the, the the beauty of the software is that the, is the automation of the communication between the photographer and for the the supplier. So this so the supplier and the photographer do all the communication within the software. It benefits everyone for people to stay inside the software to do all their work. That that's the thing. If you look when you look at some the other products you're talking about, um, maybe inadvertently, but when there's a supply chain involved, whether it's Fiverr or Freelancer or that kind of thing, it, it's very easy to to pull your work out of the platform and try to communicate on outside outside channels to to either save a dollar or whatever. We find that the because the communication is is so needed with your workflow within the software, it's very sticky, <laughs> um, which is great. You know, which is, which is for us is fantastic. I mean. Out of all the users, um, you know that 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 we've we, we've brought on and people that have come to us over the years, we've we've all, since we started in the past uh, 16, 17 months, uh, we've only ever lost one member 
mm-hmm. one, one user of the software on a joint decision that they would leave. So yeah. um, it really, we, you know, from, from where I sit, I have the unique experience of, of hearing people's stories of what they were doing previously to using the software and then watching them use the software for five, six months. And all of a sudden, they went from having one contractor to having four contractors. All of a sudden, they, when they first started out, it was just them. And they were billing maybe... You it's know. that systems part of a business. You know, like the people talk about, you know, McDonald's. The, the, the secret to McDonald's is that you can take somebody and in 30 minutes you can train them. And when you introduce those kinds of systems into businesses, then you can really scale the heck out of them. Absolutely. And, and, and like I said at the beginning of the phone call, is that photographers on the whole are really poor at business. And they, 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 their, their, their vision for the most part, is what they can see through the camera and they get it to the, they get it to the, the client and the client's happy and there's a lot of, you know, that's, that's where they get a lot of the joy from the work they're doing. But the truth is, is that the, the business behind running it successfully is even more important. And, uh, yeah. yeah, so let's talk about challenges a little bit. Um, what are some of the biggest challenges uh, you are faced with today? Um, so we were bootstrapped. Uh, from 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 the onset, my partner and I, Paul, we we, we started this as a, as a as a bootstrapped uh, company, and uh, at the time, for the first year, um, both of us still were working photographers uh, through um, through building the business. <laughs> so it was a it was quite a challenge, and until we got um, any angel, which we did we did a round of angel this year, and 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 did some angel funding. Um, we weren't able to work full time in the business until oh man, six months ago. Mm-hmm. So that is that has really allowed us to bring a lot of scope into what we're able to do. Um, so the the first challenge was getting the supply chain. Right now the supply chain is twenty four seven based upon uh, Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. That supply chain now now needs to be twenty four seven globally in January. So. Mm-hmm. That's that's one that's one challenge, and we're 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 there with that. We're ready to turn that on. The other challenge is marketing. Is how do you get mm-hmm. the message out? How do you get the message out of of that we're here to help you? That this is a community driven platform, and it's you know it's 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 not about competition. That um, it's about collaboration, and that you can have an Image Cloud member that is a competitor with someone else. Uh, and they can still use the same software platform. Um, so th- those are some of the challenges that that, mm-hmm. that we that we see that we're going through now. So how did you get some of your first customers? Word of mouth. Word of mouth. Word of mouth. Ra- random phone calls from people and 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 people saying, "Oh, I've seen this. I'm not quite sure what it is. How do I do it?" Um, and th- and that's that's really how it. It's all been organic. All the growth has been organic. And those early adopters that were willing to, I mean, when, when the platform first started, for instance, okay, to give you an idea uh, of how needed this was, people were willing to pay like six, $700 a month to use the software. Wow, yeah. that's pretty good for a SaaS. Well, that's for a SaaS photography software, right? The, 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 the software now, you can, you can use it at $49. <laughs> and mm-hmm. on, a, on a business platform, you can sign up and use the software for $199. And with that, one of our suppliers gives you a free $199 credit. So all you're paying is for the dams, the, the dam fees on top of that. 
So um, it's 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 evolved. It's it's evolved a lot since its inception. But a lot of that evolution has been from the dedication of our members. We have we have we have uh, ticket support, obviously for 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 dev items, but uh, a lot of the ideas you see there, you know, if you if you're in the side of the software and you're looking through the change log, uh, our, our members have come up with fantastic ideas that we implement all the time into the software. Um, which How is, do you decide what to implement and what just to kind of let slip by, so to speak? <laughs> in terms of development. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, because sometimes somebody is screaming loud, but it doesn't mean that it's a good idea. I think we've made a few mistakes in terms of bloatware. Um, and so learning from the mistakes that we've made from bloat um, uh, it kind of finites our progress in terms of how we're doing about it. So we're, we're really – the stuff we're focusing on now are items that the members are consistently asking for and, you know, places that we can add value to their business. That's that. That's that's kind of how we we, we, we prioritize our development. Obviously, mm-hmm. all the structural stuff and all the various AWS things just happen organically based upon growth. But in terms of the development cycle, it's what's going to what's going to help our members grow their business. What's going to make the life easier for our suppliers? We do as much development for our members as we do for our suppliers. So a supplier could come on board and have their own beautiful portal of how they relate and how they – we have suppliers that may have people – like, for, for instance, you asked about our growth. We've had suppliers bring on existing photographers into our system because they'd rather work with those photographers inside the Image Cloud portal than it, with Dropbox or <laughs> you know, those various mm-hmm. other items that can be used for transferring data. So they feel better protected working in that in your platform than just working out in the wild. Yeah, it helps. It helps. Or is it the platform? Is it the software that they prefer? It's the software. It's they, they mm-hmm. love the software. It automates their workflow for them as well. It allows them to, um, to 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 manage staff. It allows them to manage invoicing. It allows them um, uh, uh, greater structure around um, what they're doing. So. Yeah, and uh, can you share how many customers are using uh, Image Cloud right now? Right now, the, the total amount of users within the system is about thirteen hundred within Australia. Mm-hmm. Software itself, uh, right now, um, on any given day, can process. Oh man, on high days, up to two hundred uh, properties a day through the system, or over sometimes two thousand images a day. Uh, that mm-hmm. are processed uh, overseas. There's okay. in, in Australia right now. There's about 50 uh, photographers, uh, maybe a few mm-hmm. more, uh, give or take, using the system. Videographers as well. Uh, people that do floor plans, uh, copywriting, that type of thing. Um, and there's about uh, 15 active uh, suppliers uh, within the system. And uh, another twelve uh, in the process of coming on board. So, so the thirteen hundred, so the thirteen hundred users, those are photographers, or are they suppliers? The, the thirteen hundred users in total could be clients. Mm-hmm. Um, they could be agencies. They can be agents within an agency. Um, they can be suppliers, photographers across the board. Mm-hmm. So okay. when, I'm, when, I'm, when I'm looking, when I'm looking at the the daily reports that come through. Um, 
trying to pull up a report. Uh, maybe it's And then you process approximately 2,000 images a day. Yeah, so in the system right now, there's between about, it depends, it's, it could be secular in terms of the, um, the, mm -hmm. the holiday season, that kind of stuff. But there's anywhere between 1,500 to 2,000 images a day processed through the system. I mean, since, since we've, in the past year, the software has processed close to 1,900 uh, campaigns. I'm sorry, 19,000 properties through mm -hmm. this, um, and it's 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 creating on on any given day uh, up you know over 100 properties a day through the system. So it's it's done something like 248,000 processed images uh, in the past year. Um, yeah, it's, it's, and it's, so in terms of customers, is it pretty much Australia right now, uh, the U.S. or Europe? Are you doing any business there? So, so we have we have beta testers in both the U.S. and Europe that are that are just helping us finite the the language. Obviously, the language within Australia, in terms of how we deal with clients and how we deal with the financial systems, in terms of VAT and tax and GST, uh, what we call things in Australia are different than than mm -hmm. around the world. So those beta testers have been great in helping us find out that language. Uh, they've been using the software and telling their friends about it, uh, that type of thing. But um, we'll be at a point here with our supply chain uh, and the software itself to to, to go global uh, starting in January. I, I know that when when you when you talk to people out there, they say you're only going to find success if you're global from day one, and that's not true. You know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I really don't. I, I don't find that to be true. I find that you look. I agree with you. you yeah. I, I find that to be that, that's fine if the business model, if you're global from day one on a business model that has no, um, that has no uh, projected income for quite a period of time, like Twitter or Facebook or something like that. That's fine. That makes a lot of sense. But um, you you need to start locally. You have to get input from the people around you. You have to get all those finite. Uh, details done. You know, if you can, if you can be lucky enough, like we have, to have our our development being financed by our users, so we can grow bigger and better. Um, that's 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 really an ideal situation to be in. I mean, even Facebook started with colleges only, and even even not that they would open it up to every college in the beginning. You know, it was just a few colleges on the East Coast, and then Stanford and all that. So it, it makes perfect sense not to be everybody's, um, you know, not to be everywhere immediately. Absolutely. Uh, let's so let's talk about you know. So you mentioned marketing; it's pretty much word of mouth at this point. Are you doing anything else, or are you yes, planning on doing anything else? We've just brought on a CMO. Uh, just just recently, that is is putting forward our digital um, our digital our, our digital campaigns globally starting next year. So we're just in the process of of finalizing all that um, uh, in twenty for twenty fifteen. So and yeah, and yeah. so the, the 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 way you make money is pretty much a membership. Uh, you know, it's it's SaaS. People, you mentioned uh, entry level is like forty nine dollars or so. Correct. Correct. And then some people pay more, but you don't actually take a percentage of the suppliers, uh, uh, what whatever they charge. We we don't take any we don't take any any per, the, the supply chain uh, keeps a hundred percent. You know, the the more value that 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 they can bring to our members by keeping the price down, 
that they give to them is 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 beneficial for everyone, right? So, our our where we make money as a company um, is obviously in the in the subscription and in the in the digital asset management fees associated with that. That's it. And, and how did you how did you decide that? Because if you look at uh, you know Odesk, you know they take a percentage. If you look at some of the others, they have maybe a listing fee, a small listing fee, and then they uh, on a percentage on top of that. How did you decide what what model to use? Um, <laughs> it's quite a complex question. Uh, the model that we've chosen is for mass adaption, right? And 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 to um, you know, to, to get thousands of users onto this platform and to form a, a community uh, based upon need. Um, the uh, the monetary ways that, um, I guess I'm trying to, I'll step back here for a second. The model that we've chosen for small adoption is not profitable. The model that we've chosen is profitable at large adoption. So we're still working towards that goal. And that's why 2015 uh, for us is a really pivotal year. So we're, we're doing okay. You know, uh, things are ticking along. We're growing at a, at a good rate. Um, but the, the globalization of the software for us next year is, is really the, 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 uh, the place we'll, we'll, we'll start to see things really happen for us. So mm -hmm. if that answers mm -hmm. So yeah, uh, we we don't we don't want until there's a until there's a, a currency within the system that has its own currency. Uh, we're not going to take any money from suppliers. We're not going to you know if you look at some of the other dam systems that are out there as we bring on pay gates for our members. So we're in the process now of bringing on payment systems that our members can then use credit cards to charge their clients and those type of things. You look at other dam systems, other dam systems out there that are SaaS or not. They take percentages from the photographers. We don't do that. You know, there's a lot of subscriptions out there. Sign up for nine dollars a month, but we take, you know, thirty percent of your, of your invoice, uh, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah. that's, not, that's not our model. Our model, yeah. is digital asset management. You know. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not saying that I uh, this is right or wrong. I'm just, yeah, you know, I, I, what I'm trying to get is is your your your, you know, how you figured it out, you know, what was your process, basically. So that, that's what is important to me. Uh, let's talk about maybe, uh, you know, I'm, things, are, things are looking good, you're growing, uh, but was there a mistake that you regret at this point? Or maybe even if you don't regret it, but it was a really good learning experience for you since you started ImageCloud. Uh, one, I think the the biggest mistake that that we made when we first started going through this process was we on the supply side we spent too much time with suppliers that that never fully understood the process and that was a, that was a mistake <laughs> because unless they get it you can't you can't teach them how to do it so um as, as bad as you want their product on the system, if they can't um, see the benefits of using a platform, then it's a waste of time. Mm -hmm. um, developing items around, um, you know, developing a, developing items for for single users or 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 adopting your platform 
for a minority of people as compared to the majority of what helps. We made that mistake early on um, by saying, okay, this, this is one of our, our first big clients here. He really wants this. Let's just do this for him. And then that would take a two-month dev cycle when we could have been doing something for the entire group. Um, those type of items in the first, you know, in the first at least half a year um, were huge mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and staffing is always a tough one, you know, um, uh, up front when you're, when certainly when you're bootstrapped and you're trying to uh, leverage your network around you. You know, you go through mistakes of, of bringing people on that are incorrect uh, for the environment that you're trying to grow. So I think I think those three things, you know, trying to do development around smaller instead of larger needs, um, spending too much time with people that just didn't get it, whether they're supporters mm-hmm. or, or, or members. Um, and then the last one, just, just staffing yourself correctly in a startup environment is tough. But mm-hmm. now I can say, now that we are here, you know, 18 months later, we have incredible suppliers. They come, they, they come, we have, they come every three months or so, whether they're in Asia, the subcontinent to come and visit and talk. And what can we do to help you expand your business? We have incredible members that understand that when we do something for them, that it's for the benefit of everyone. And we have a really great culture here in our office of incredible people that spend way more time than they get paid for <laughs> to push the software forward because they see the benefits. It's 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 quite addictive. It's when you see people when you see people's life lives or the businesses uh, grow by the work you're doing. It's 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 an addictive feeling. Yeah, um, I have a question that's a general entrepreneurial question for that I think will help our audience as well. And I hope that you can answer this just based on your experience as as an entrepreneur. If somebody comes to you and they're working in a job right now, but they want to start a business, and they say, you know, teach me one skill set, Joseph. You know, what would be that one one skill that you would teach that person to kind of set them on the right journey to become an entrepreneur? What is that one skill? The one skill. Because it's a very complex thing, and I, you know, there's a million different things that it takes to to become an entrepreneur. But what would be like the one thing that you think is a, is a good first step? Well, I think the the first the, the, the everyone's you know everyone's when they be, when they start a when they start a business at any level when they're an entrepreneur whether it's a service business a dot com whatever it might be everyone's at a different stage in life, um, but there's a huge amount of sacrifice that goes in to what all of us do. And at the end of the day, you need to have everyone around you realize, because there's sacrifices across the board in family, um, in friendships, you name it, that everyone around you has to understand that what you're doing is for the benefit of your community. And I mean your village, your your parents, your wife, your kids, whatever it might be, your friendships, that they need to understand that you're not just doing it for yourself. You're doing it for the betterment of, of the people around you as well. And if you can if you can te- if you can express that correctly, then you'll have a lot of support from the people around you. And that's really tough. You know, that's that's really tough. When you're doing twenty hour days, six days a week and traveling and and trying to get people to do things for you for nothing, um, 
you got to be really clear on that message. And it took me a while. It took me a, it took me longer than it should have. But once you get the message down, um, it's it's a lot easier. I hope that answers your question. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, very much, uh, very much so. Yeah. Joseph, I really appreciate you coming on Success Harbor uh, today to share uh, the story with ImageCloud. It sounds like that you guys have a really interesting product and uh, an interesting company. How can people find out more about ImageCloud? Listen, if they go to imagecloud.tv, um, there's all kinds of videos. Uh, there's About Us videos uh, if you want to see my mug and why we started it and the co-founder as well, Paul Kundell, he's on there. Um, there's lots of tour tour explanations um, as well. Um, they just sign up. You just put your name in and sign up and, and you have yourself a, a platform for your work. Um, that's, that's, that's the best way to find out about us. Uh, we'll, I'm sure I'll let you know about when uh, next month when the platform flips a switch and it's available uh, to everyone. Uh, but right now, if you know, people want to get on there and sign up, they can. There's nothing that stops them. Sounds good. So, um I hope that maybe in a year you can come back, Joseph, and give us an update or how ImageCloud is doing. And everybody out there, check out ImageCloud.tv and uh, check out this uh, this new platform. Excellent. Well, hopefully next time I see you, it'll be in person in, in Carlsbad. Yeah, sounds great. Sounds great. Uh, look me up. Uh, Joseph, thank you, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Bye. Bye, George.